Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in January of 2022. And welcome to episode 66, Learning About Estimation. And we've got to let you in on a little secret, a little behind the scenes. Yep. Uh, This is actually our second recording of this episode because the first time we recorded, we had some technical issues. I didn't have the right uh, microphone connected. It was connected through my AirPods. Long story short, it sounded terrible. And here we are. Wait, you got to tell them, though, that you tried to (laughs) re-record So so as I'm listening to the episode, I'm like, oh, I could just re-record just my part and just put, you know, go back and forth with the real recording and and the new one. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. It just didn't, (laughs) I I tried to like, and then I was like fake laughing and it it just, it no. So I called Laura up and I'm like, I hate to do this to you, but we're going to have to re-record, I think, because this is a mess. So here we are. Listen, that's what happens with life, right? Life is messy and um, when we so it's a podcast. <laughs> and when we make a mistake, we just learn something from it, didn't that's we? That's it. And you know what the most frustrating part is that I always check my my sound output and input and like I I always check it right before we record. And of course, the when we recorded this, I didn't check it. Apparently, and... you don't always check it. <laughs> no. I have every other time. Just not this time. Lesson learned, right? That's it. That's it. Okay, listeners. First, we're going to start with our shout out. And we want to say thank you to those of you who have signed up for our book club that's coming up in February. We're using The Writing on the Classroom Wall by Steve Wyborny. So here comes your shout outs. Kate, Mary, Annalise, Elise, Jennifer, Shelby, Lisa, and Tony so far. Yes, we're so excited. Even though, Laura, we said we were going to do another book club in the middle of the school year, but here we are, and I've been dragged into another one. No, I just... I twisted your arm, didn't I? Yeah. No, it's all good. Listen, I I love being dragged into a book club. I I really do. We wouldn't be where we are today had you not joined the first one that I was hosting. Right. Exactly. And this one, I'm excited about it because I know it was this book was on your radar, but it was never really on mine. You know, there's so many other books that would have would have been on the front burner for me. But I'm excited that uh, you introduced it to me. I I read the preface Mm -hmm. and the book blurb at the back, you know. Did what good reading teachers do, tell what you tell your students to do. <laughs> Read the back of the book, guys. Uh, so I did, and and I'm excited. I think that this is this sounds really good. And I know that last episode you talked about the book a mm-hmm. lot. It came up a lot in the things that we discussed. So I couldn't like I was sitting on my hands, covering my mouth. You're right. I was so excited, and I still am. And listeners, we might have a special surprise guest on one of the Google Meets. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) 
hint, hint, since if you were part of the last book club, you might know, you might be able to guess what we are, what we are hinting towards. That's right. Okay, let's go into our reflection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. This week was uh, Diagnostic Week, which if you're – I don't know if everyone does the diagnostics. I don't think they I don't, do. I don't think so either. So diagnostics for us means we're, basically – We're testing to get ready for the test. Yes. <laughs> right? It's a practice test. It's a practice run because that's what we need is practice testing. For the big test. <sighs> which, by the way, if you didn't listen a couple episodes ago, I was starting hashtag make a fuss with us. We really – now, especially now, we yeah. all have to shout out loud to our state legislators and our governors, we we have to cancel. They have to cancel state testing. We can't do it again this year. Well, and it's just, it's not good for anybody except for people who have like money invested in in these businesses. Correct. That's who it's profiting. It's not profiting teachers. It's not helping me. I already know the data before I can predict yes. what the data is going to tell me. I don't need that that diagnostic testing to tell me what they know and what they don't know. So I, I feel like any teacher who has been teaching for a while, and even new teachers, but if you really know your students, you know what they need. That's what it all comes down to, Karina. Yeah. Knowing yeah. your you students. Yeah, you don't need a test to tell you. No. But anyway. Yeah. So we just spent four days. And you already. I'm so sorry. You get two more days next week. Two more days because (sighs) we have science coming up. And it's just these poor kids, the the last four days of, like in this last week, this five-day week, Four of those days were testing days, and it was just so long, mm-hmm. like such a long week. I woke up yesterday, Friday morning, and I was like, it should be Saturday. Isn't it Saturday? Right? And it's just Friday. Like, yeah, just crazy. I know. Let's get into today's topic because we're both super excited about this one, and it's about estimation. Yeah. I think the thing that with estimation, and I don't really want to call it a problem with estimation, but I think... Something that we have to kind of consider as teachers is the importance of it yes, and teaching it. Because I feel like in a lot of classrooms, estimation is the first kind of lesson. lesson right? right. And it's the first one to get skipped. Yep. So when you need t- days because you're behind or mm-hmm. when you need to catch up, that's the first one to go. And that's really a shame because estimation is such an important skill and it, we just can't be the fr- it can't be the one that we skip. No. And in addition to that, it shouldn't be just one day. It should be taught ev- almost every day. And I don't want to say every problem because then it would be a little much. I, you know, then you're constantly estimating. But it needs to be done every day. Mm-hmm. And I in think, order to be effective. I think what sparked your want to talk about this topic was when we were talking with Elise last week. And we were talking about the importance of estimation. So listeners, right before we recorded the first time, I did a a quick Google search and I just put in estimation and I got 362 million results in 0.6 seconds, six tenths of a second. And that got me thinking, oh, I wonder if we went to two seconds, how many, you know, and I started estimating all of that, but 
I also want to share that. Actually, I want to share two things. One of my cute little sayings, which hopefully it's going to go ahead and spread out there, is estimate before you calculate. And just like Karina said, it's not like we want them to do estimation every single problem. But if it's some calculation and you've got to figure out a way to figure out if it's reasonable, your answer is reasonable. Yes. And the third thing I wanted to say was, Graham Fletcher, I got to see him at the F. I don't know if it was FCTM conference or the regional national conference in Orlando. Anyway, it was in 2018. And he had a slide that said, estimate equals. And what did, what did it say? You know what everyone says estimation is. Educated guess. Educated guess. And he had crossed it off and he put a strategic choice of a number which I thought oh, was yeah. brilliant because especially when we're doing something like a three-act task and we ask the kids yeah. to estimate and we talk about an estimate that's too high and an estimate that's too low. And then we have this great range and we try to narrow that range by giving them a little more yes. information, right? Because don't we estimate all the time in real life? Yes. Right. And that's that's what I wanted to bring up too was that this is really when you think of your math education from K to 12, what is the one thing that you use in the real world more than any other? And that's estimation. Right. It's not a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Like <laughs> I, I you know, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not measuring sides of a right. triangle. But you know, so it's it's estimation all the time when we go grocery shopping, we estimate. When we are figuring out our monthly budget. We're estimating. Yes, estimating. When we buy the hardest math, when we buy paper towels and toilet paper, that's estimation, right? Oh, I get 50 in this pack, but I get 24 in this pack. Uh, how much right. is it you know, around so that I, I know which one's the better deal? I'm not whipping out my calculator every time. I'm just estimating. I also want to give a shout out to Andrew Stadel because he started estimation180.com. I probably heard about that maybe eight or nine years ago. And at all the schools that I've been at for the past 10 years, um, I've been doing something called Wonder Wednesday. And I've been using his stuff from his site for the kids to do an estimation every week. And I go on the morning announcements and I tell them, oh, here's the answer from last week. Here's everyone who was close to it or got exact. And then here's this week's problem. And now I do everything on Google Forms. So it makes my life easier too. Yeah. And I have the K1 and 2 teachers, actually just K and 1. They have one, like their whole class um, agrees on one answer. And then the teacher submits it for the class. But everyone in second, third, fourth, and fifth do it individually. Oh, nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, if you've never gone to that site, that's a great one that you can use for estimation. Yeah, it's really engaging. I mean, along with Steve Wyborny's Estimisteries and Estimation Clipboard. Those ones are great. The kids beg for more when we do those. But Estimation 180 is nice because I know you've said this before, it it builds some of those problems build on each other, right? They connect. Right now, I'm doing with the tape measure. And last week it was just in a package Mm -hmm. and there was a Sharpie marker next to it just so that it gave the kids a relative size, but they don't know what's inside of it. 
And um, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know the answer, hit, you know, skip for right now. It's 12 feet long. This week's picture was the 12 foot measuring tape all, you know, inside the package. But then there's one slightly larger next to it. So at least they have something to start with now. And I think I'm going to be able to use this probably till the end of February because there's a whole bunch more tape measure oh, ones. Yes. That's so cool. Yes. <laughs> and measurements coming up. Right. You know, in the curriculum. I thought the pictures were the ones that I saw, the very first ones, I think it's like his height, height, right? Right. Right. And it's only like there's like three pictures that kind of are together and then it goes on to something else. So I didn't realize that there was a whole like month long. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yep. Nice. Let's keep talking about the power of estimation, yes. right? And how how we can bring it into the classroom. I think in fifth grade land, this is my most favorite thing to do when we're multiplying decimals because we don't have to rely on the count how many, you know, moving because that doesn't make any sense. Right? Yes, scoop the scoop. <laughs> Count how many decimal places there are or scoop them because that also doesn't always work. Sometimes if you just get digits and they drop the zero, then you're out of luck. Then you're yep. you have none. You have no reference. So really though, when you when you have a problem like three and eight tenths times five and two tenths, then you can use estimation to help you. So, you know, I can look at that problem and say it's going to be around fifteen. Right. Or I would probably say it would be around 20 because I would take the three and eight tenths and round it to four. And then the five and two tenths, I would just drop off the two tenths and four times five is 20. So we know that we have a range to work with. Yes. And I and that's the conversation I love to have with kids too, right? You know that it's going to be greater than 15 because that was kind of an underestimate. Mm-hmm. And you know it's going to be right around 20, maybe even if you go up one more, right, to 25, like that's, that's going to be way too high. So it's going to be a number that's within 15 to 25. Isn't that nice that you have now a range, you have a reasonableness to your number, to that multiplication expression and now you can figure out where that decimal goes with by making sense of it. And t- tell the listeners your calculator story. Oh, right. Yeah, in in the first time we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was doing I was uh, doing some kind of division problem and I just I grabbed my phone, did it on my calculator and I accidentally, you know how sensitive those the phone is. Mm-hmm. I accidentally hit the equal sign twice and because I was just going boom, 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 like so fast. I accidentally hit it twice and I got a decimal after. And I had whole numbers. It didn't make any sense in my equation to have a decimal number as an answer. So I knew that I had made a mistake, that it was user error. And kids who don't have number sense wouldn't know, wouldn't think that that was an error. They would or that see, that oh, was an unreasonable answer. Right, right. So they would see it on their calculator and be like, oh, so this is the answer. You know, and that's that's the thing with a calculator can't estimate. Nope. A calculator can't tell you if the answer is reasonable. We have to teach that to kids so that they're thinking about it and they're looking, right, looking to make sense of, of the answers that they get. Mm-hmm. And 
I was also thinking about, you know, when we were talking about real life application to it, the time that we pulled up the carpet, well, not me, you know, people um, pulled up the carpet (laughs) and put laminate on the floor. Right. In my house, we had to, I think we, we pretty much measured ish the living and dining room, but we also had a little hallway that we had to factor in. Right. And then the little foyer area, what we're going to do with that. And that wasn't the the big problem. The big problem was when we went to Costco to pick up the flooring, right? Because you don't yes. want to buy way extra, but you right. certainly don't want to underbuy. Because yeah. once you get to that little hallway part and you're like, oh my gosh, I need two more slats, you know? Yeah. Now we have to go all the way back to Costco to and get it. And pray that they still have the same one, yes. right? Yes. And also, you know, paint on the walls. You, yeah. you don't want to overbuy gallons, but you right. have to think, you know, what is the area that you're going to be painting? Are you going to do two coats, one coat? Right. Yeah. When we painted my daughter's room, that's what we did. I, you know, because a wall isn't a full rectangle, you know, the right. area of a wall, there's windows or, you know, closet. a closet that you right. have to, yeah, you have to paint around. So we definitely had to, I definitely estimated, okay. And, oh, and then don't forget how many coats you're going to put on it. Yes. Because on some, on, on one of the walls, it was a dark red. Ooh. So I'm thinking, ooh, <laughs> I might need another coat on that one. Or right? we might, we also might need to, to primer. put primer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So all of those things, like that's the real world stuff. That's, that's what we do. And yet teachers are skipping the lesson or not doing it every day. And we just go back to this. It's the, I think it's the foundation of all math number sense, right? Yep. And we talked about this in episode 21, number sense or no sense. And it's so true. If kids don't have number sense, they're done. Game over. It's, yep. Yeah. Their mathematical journey is over. Like that's it. They're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. They need the number sense. And in order to build that number sense, estimation is, I, I think like one of the most important things to do that, to build that number sense. Yes. Back to the number sense routines, right? You have yep. to, you have to, teachers and parents. Uh, I mean, parents, can't you do this too? Yes. Right? I mean, just yes. talk about anything when you're driving in the car or you're out for a walk or whatever activity you're doing, estimate something that you right. see. Right. Right. Like, oh, how, how, how tall do you think these ceilings are? Well, my husband's six foot, so two of him. Right. <laughs> right? Or, or him and me. I'm a little over five feet, so it's like, you know. Or how many of them, how many of the kids, you know, how many – that's such a great thing to do. And, and it seems so simple, but it really is, I think, the foundation of number sense. And it's just so powerful to do. Yeah. Okay, listeners, we have two challenges for you this week. The first one is do some kind of estimation, activity, problem, um, any, whatever, each day. You can just yeah. do one, have your kids do one problem, and before they calculate, have them estimate, right? Yes. Estimate yes. before you calculate. And then Karina's going to share the other one. 
Yes. And our next challenge is to sign up for our book club. Join us. Join us for the conversation. You can find the link, the Google form link in our show notes. You can find it on Twitter and you can find it on our website. So visit any one of those three places and you can join us as well. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learning through math. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too. Thank you.